Welcome to Hope Renewed, helping you find new hope when ministry leaves you hopeless. The Hope Renewed podcast is brought to you by BIR Ministries. Here are your hosts, Tom Jameson and Sean Nemechek. Hi, this is Sean from Hope Renewed. Welcome to our first short-form podcast. Don't worry, we'll continue doing the long-form interviews that you expect from us. This new, shorter format is for those who only have a few minutes but want quality content to help them in ministry. Let me explain how this is going to work. First, you'll notice that all of our podcast episodes are now numbered for easy reference. This will allow you to share your favorite podcast with friends. Hey, check out episode 25 of the Hope Renewed podcast. Steve Cuss is great. The short form episodes will have a small letter A in the number because they will act as an introduction to our next episode and to help distinguish the short form from the long form episodes. For example, this is episode 61A because I'll be introducing episode 61 a little later. Each short form episode will include a clip from a previous episode, some new content from me, my co-host Tom Jameson, or one of the PIR ministry staff members. And we'll end each episode with a clip from the upcoming long-form episode, just to whet your appetite. So, to start us off, here's a clip from episode 25 on leadership anxiety with Steve Cuss. Generally speaking, when we're talking anxiety, the only anxiety I work in is chronic anxiety, which is an actual clinical uh, designation. Mm-hmm. So I do want to be careful because there are a lot of pastors that actually do carry trauma and they have genuine PTSD. And so everything I talk about, I can be helpful to them, but I can't carry the weight of, they, they need an actual trauma therapist. I, I would say state licensed, ideally Christian, mm-hmm. who understands how trauma lands in the body. And then like I talked about my friend, the police officer, I'm actually speaking to a group of police um, in December. And I'm going to be really careful to say, look, you guys are in the field of acute anxiety, which is actual life and death. But pastors, and by the way, parents, chronic anxiety is our bread and butter. And chronic anxiety is always generated by false need and false belief. So that's where a pastor begins is, is, and it takes some time. And sometimes you need good friends to help you, but you just start asking the question, what is it that I believe I need that I actually don't need in order to thrive as a human? So in those early chaplain encounters that need to be impressive, that's just chronic anxiety. That's actually Mm -hmm. nothing good at all. Even now, when I get up to preach, I still have to die to my need to impress that room rather than what God's calling me to do is just to be faithful to the text and faithful to the, the task. So most of us have, somewhere between 20 and 50 uh, chronic needs. And you can get really granular. How do you need your kids' friends to behave when they're in your house? Mm. And, when they, and the way you know what you need is how irritable you get when you don't get it. <laughs> so, so what you do is you try to figure out what is it I think I need. So for me, I always need to be right. I need to know the answer. I need to appear intelligent. I need you to like me. This would be the first layer. It's very general and generic. But then you can start boiling down to really specifics. I need it that if you ask me a question and I don't know the answer, I need to exaggerate or make something up 
because if I don't, I feel stupid. Like that's now some deeper work, kind of that work. But once you start naming your needs and then you start figuring out, well, what happens when I don't get it? What happens next? That right there is what anxiety is. So the biggest misnomer of anxiety is people say, well, it's like worry and fear. Eh, I get combative when I'm anxious or I exaggerate um, or I'll make something up. Or sometimes if I'm really anxious, I'll retreat and I'll diminish myself because I'm a conflict avoider. So I won't show up as my full self. I'll actually appear... I'll give someone the impression that I agree with them when I'm violently disagreeing in my head. That's a sign of anxiety. So mm. anger fantasies are evidence that you're anxious. There's all these sophisticated binging the crown on Netflix. Now, mm. sometimes that's just a good way to spend a day off. And sometimes it's evidence you're anxious and you know, only your heart knows. So that's one whole category. And I'll just explain the other category and then I'll stop because we can dive either way. But the second category that I found a lot of pastors have found so helpful is there's, there's sources of anxiety that actually have nothing to do with your wiring. They're just universal. So you described, Sean, the guy that stepped on a, you said he stepped on a COVID landmine. Mm -hmm. Any one of us, no matter how much we've done these tools, if we were to step on a landmine, we're going to be anxious. Yeah. And it's not because of false belief. It's not because of false need. It's actually situational. So, you know, as you know, Sean, I, I put two chapters worth of those sources of anxiety. And it's, it's always fun when you write a book, you never know, you know, what's going to be helpful. Boy, people have loved that to the point where now where I'm consulting teams, I've summarized those two chapters on a page. You know, most of my consulting is over Zoom. I'll put it on the screen. And as people are giving the case, I'm just highlighting what sources of anxiety I'm finding. Mm. And I've never found less than seven. Anytime someone gives me a case where they say, hey, here's what's going on. We don't know what to do. There's the least number of sources have been seven out of the 29 possible sources. And it just gives them so much relief when I say, no wonder you're anxious. Look at all of these dynamics going on. And then, of course, that path has its own journey of detangling as well. That clip was from episode 25 on leadership anxiety with Steve Cuss. Now for some new content. I want to share a practice that helps me reduce my anxiety that I first learned in a book by Dr. Charles Stone Jr. called People-Pleasing Pastors. Since then, Dr. Stone has expanded this practice in his book, Holy Noticing. I've slightly modified the original practice. It's called BEATS. B-E-A-T-S. B stands for body. You start the practice by entering into the presence of God prayerfully, noticing the rhythms of your heartbeat, uh, slowing your breath, taking long, deep breaths, and then doing a scan of your body to notice where you may have tension, to see if there's stories behind that tension, and to uh, see if you can release it. Just getting in connection with your body. E stands for environment. Here you listen to your environment. You feel it just taking in from all your senses uh, how uh, the air feels, how it tastes, what you can hear and just trying to connect with your environment. In A, uh, you're connecting with your affections or your emotions. Uh, here you want to just do a quick scan of what you're feeling. Uh, you want to notice it without judgment, let it float on by, and then notice the, the next feeling that pops up. T stands for thoughts. Here you scan your thoughts. What are you thinking about? 
Uh, and again, you notice it without judgment, let it float on by and see what else comes to mind. S stands for soul. And here you prayerfully offer up what your soul wants to say to God and listen for what God wants to speak into your own soul. If you'd like to experience a guided version of this Beats practice, I'll include a link in the show notes for episode 61A on our new website, hoperenewedpodcast.com. Next week's episode will feature Brad Hafes, the founder of Fresh Hope for Mental Health. He'll share about his own journey being bipolar and how hope has brought healing to him and to so many more who have heard his story. Here's a clip from episode 61. The reality is, is that all these things you guys have just listed that you need to have in order to be vulnerable and, and get the help, I had none of them. Mm-hmm. I, I was extremely gifted. I'm I'm gifted really strongly in certain areas. Uh, you would not want me as your church administrator, though. <laughs> I I can't. You know, I'm like past gas in the air when it comes to that. It it's just a mess. Um, the the reality is um, that I had none of those things, and yet I was pleading with God to help me, but I wasn't going for help. And I should have gone for help. If I would have gone for help, I don't think what happened would have happened. And I think it would have, it, it would have be so different, but I didn't. And I, I didn't have the character to hold my gifts. Mm-hmm. I did not have the resiliency mm-hmm. in ministry. So I, the Lord knew I had to crash and burn. And it was in such a public way where it was on the news, in the news, in the newspaper that I had to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I would encourage pastors, don't wait that long. <laughs> Amen. You know, don't wait until it's so bad that that you're just a train wreck waiting to happen. But even if a train wreck happens, I'm living proof. My story is living proof that there is hope. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, pastors that are hurting, they need to know you're not alone. Uh-huh. You're mm-hmm. really not alone. And we need each other. That clip was from next week's episode 61, an interview with Brad Hafes from Fresh Hope for Mental Health. If you would like to interact with me or Tom Jameson, use the contact page at hoperenewedpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your comments, your suggestions for guests or topics you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening. It's our prayer that the hope of Christ will bring calm stability to your soul. Thank you for joining us on Hope Renewed. Please help us reach more pastors by sharing this episode with your friends. If you enjoy this podcast, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify, or your favorite platform for receiving podcasts. Thank you. This means the world to us. The Hope Renewed Podcast is brought to you by PIR Ministries. At PIR, we partner with God and the church in the work of pastoral renewal and restoration. Pastors, our goal is to help you cultivate new hope for healthy life and ministry. We do this by building relationships. We train both pastors and churches to promote a culture of ministry health. If you've experienced a forced exit from ministry, 
we provide a process of restoration for you and your family. We also have proven resources and tools to assist you in the challenges of ministry life. To contact us or to learn more about PIR, visit PIRMinistries.org.